Welcome in Braves Today, podcastbravestoday.com, Braves underscore today on the Twitter. And I'd be remiss if I didn't say this is one of my favorites as the organist joins us. Matthew Kaminsky is uh, that that's the Twitter name at Braves Organist says it all. I think that's very cool. However, I want to talk baseball with you to begin things right now. We are five and six at home as we record this. Have you contributed to this <laughs> slow start at home? Do you? I'm a very uh, superstitious person. So, mm-hmm. have you done anything different that mixed it up that has caused this bad juju on us right away? No. Well, we're we're all getting used to the pitch clock, so uh, <laughs> oh, uh, perhaps that has uh, uh, gotten the mojo down this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's way too early to even. <laughs> Uh, gets superstitious about that you know even uh even um superstitions about no hitters and stuff like that i don't know if i really uh, i'm sure your fans will get on top of me for this but you know i think it's okay to talk about the no hitter as it's happening yes well i think (laughs) i think people get really upset when when you do bring up that no hitter. <laughs> yes. I, you know, I'm a superstitious person when it comes to stuff like that, though. I'm also somebody that doesn't believe that me talking about it in the stands or in the press box necessarily affects what the pitcher's doing. I think if one of the players spoke to the pitcher about it, he'd be tarred and feathered down there in the back of the clubhouse. So, uh, the, yeah. the, the players have to stay away from it. Uh, however, the broadcast team stayed away from it the other night whenever it was going on with Strider. And, uh, yeah. uh I, I will start It's kind of a crazy start and crazy beginnings that uh, you, your Chicago guy grew up a Cubs fan. Is that right? Or were you yeah. a Sox fan? Yeah, I was a Cubs fan growing up. So don't hold that against me. Braves <laughs> fans. I think most Braves fans kind of know that mm. by now. Um, you know, grew up going to Wrigley Field um, and remember hearing the organ there. But, you know, I, I never really thought that that was something that I was going to do. It just I just really enjoyed going to Cubs games. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been to a couple of White Sox games as well. But for some reason, um, it wasn't quite as memorable there. You know, uh, mm. I think I've been to a lot more Cubs games when I was uh, younger. It definitely is a throwback as far as uh, the organ is concerned. I mean, that's something where, I mean, I fall into that 40-plus category, so I remember that that's what you heard listening to Cubs game. I mean, when growing up, you either watched TBS and the Braves or you watched WGN and the Cubs. That's just how it worked. And so uh, you would hear that stuff in the background. And, of course, uh, it seems like you may have made it cool again because I think a lot of people went away from it from walk-up music being – maybe pop culture music or something that may be popular to now. It's a little Braves. The guys still have their walk-up songs, but still this is something that uh, you've made cool again, huh? Well, I think I've, I've made it more interactive than it was Mm -hmm. in the past. So, uh, you know, my first year when I started in 2009, I I set up my, my Twitter account and that's when it kind of blew up where people could suggest songs and, you know, of course, I have to pick the ones that work best on the instrument and I have to, you know, choose ones that work best with the player's name and all that type of stuff. Um, but I think the interaction that fans could have with me and with the game is something that really um, appeals to the fans. I mean, there are people that go to the games now to listen to you. You realize that, right? <laughs> well, I mean, they uh, do go to the game to watch the game, but they're there and they're like, what is he going to do next? Yeah. Well, it's not exactly the Matthew Kaminsky concert that they're putting on the tickets. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I do agree with that. It's it's funny because you kind of stumbled into this. Uh, you said that it was in 09. It was just one of those things where you were given lessons, am I right? And then a friend mm -hmm. of a friend said, hey, they're looking for something. Would you be interested? And was it a tryout? Was it just something somebody put you in front of someone? How did that work? Yeah, so I always tell people my um, my audition was in front of about 10,000 people. So oh. the, the, um, back in uh, 09 and even years after, they, they used to have spring training games at Turner Field just to uh, get the stadium workers ready. So they, they usually had two of them every year at Turner Field. And those two spring training games were my audition. They, they wanted to see if I could kind of handle, um, you know, the, the pressure of playing as well as taking direction while I was playing. So I was um, at Turner Field, I was actually in the press box, um, way separated from the audio booth. So, you know, uh, I had to listen to my boss on headset while I was mm. playing and they would tell me to like, stop playing in five, four, three, two, one, and all that type of stuff. So it's something I have to get used to. And it's something I still, you know, um, my eyes are always looking at different things on the field as well as listening to my uh, producer on my headset these days too. So there's always kind of um, getting used to concentrating at more than one thing at a time. Your, your roles as, or you talked about it, it's more of a production now than what it was. It's not, it's not like a concert series or something like that. As you said, you've got somebody in your ear. Uh, let's talk about show prep a little bit. Did a lot of this come natural when you started out in 09? Did you just kind of try something to maybe turn their ear towards you and then it's grown from there or through the years has the show prep come more along the lines of, I'm going to look at the roster. I'm going to come up with some things. I know you say you use the fans, but then again, if somebody gets injured or you have a quick pitching change, may not have the input of fans as well as maybe something that you've played before. Yeah. Well, I've, at first it was really my wife and I, we would just look at the rosters usually uh, the day before or even um, the day of the game and, and see which ones would kind of work the best, you know, uh, with with their names and such. But, you know, these days with, with Twitter and Facebook, I all I have to do is choose the ones that the fans suggest. Mm. Um, and I'm choosing ones. Um, there's a couple of reasons why I choose songs. Number one, of course, it has to work on the instrument. But number two, I, I try to choose songs that are widely recognizable through different age ranges. Mm. So I don't want to just play new songs that, for example, like a 50-year-old and up may not recognize. Mm. And then I don't want to play just old songs that like the 20-year-olds wouldn't recognize. Yeah. Um, so I try to pick the songs that are really universally recognizable. And then these days, I get a little bit less time with the pitch clock. So I'm trying to make it recognizable from the first note that I play. Um, yeah, so I have to go right for that you know, right for that recognizable part of the song. How has that affected you? I mean, the pitch clock, we think about pitchers and batters and everything else. I mean, you've got, instead of having, what would you say the time difference is that you had before? Maybe 40 seconds to come up with something really quick that could last for 20 seconds, and that's been cut down to now you've got 25 seconds, and they don't want you playing when they're in the box. Yeah, so it's, it's not that drastic. So um, to me, it's really similar to college baseball. So I play a lot of college baseball games. And in college baseball, the on-deck circle to the batter's box is not very far. It's mm -hmm. definitely not as far as major leagues. So um, the time that I get now, I would say it's about five seconds less than I got in previous years with the Braves. 
and it's not too bad. And it's about the same as college games. So I think I'm uh, I was prepared to make my point, and hmm. and it's usually about um, I'm guessing about 15 seconds is what I get. You know, sometimes it's a little bit longer, but it's about 15 seconds, and um, I could make my point in 15 seconds. From 2009 to how much, how long ago was it that you started doing games elsewhere? I know that you've been to Georgia, you've been to Duty Noble over in Mississippi, you've done Georgia State, you've done uh, the uh, Athens Green Jackets, you, I mean the um, Augusta yeah. Green Jackets, mm-hmm. um, you've you've done Auburn University baseball as well. Um, when did all of that start? Because it, it, being an Auburn guy, uh, as you see the tiger behind me, I mean that's us having the Tim Hudson connection, John Sherholtz's son played at Auburn. I mean, we've, you know, a lot of people in the Auburn area are Braves fans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the university of Georgia is the first one to contact me. And that was probably, I want to say 2011. So shortly Mm -hmm. after I um, started with the Braves and um, they had me coming out for, um, for weekend games and, and I've been with them ever since. So I've, I've given the university of Georgia kind of, um, first dibs on my schedule. Hmm. And then on top of that, like you mentioned, all the other schools, as well as um, this weekend, I'll be doing Georgia Tech, um, as well as uh, Jacksonville State up in, uh, uh, in Alabama. So, um, you know, the, the college baseball environment is, is so different to me than, than the major league environment. And I have a lot of fun um, seeing what works, you know, mm. something that may work at uh, Truist Park may not work at um, Duty Noble Field, you know. Mm. Um, so I have to uh, kind of adjust to each of the college crowds, and and I love it, you know. I love coming out to Auburn. Um, I'll go eat at um, oh, uh, what's what's that uh, what's that restaurant I go to? Um, Niffers. <laughs> <laughs> I always, I don't know if they're one of your sponsors, but I always go to Nippers whenever I stop at uh, Auburn, as well as um, I stopped at um, the Whataburger as yep. well, and I, I enjoyed that too. So it's funny, each each of these towns I go to, I either um, check out the food mm-hmm. <laughs> or I'll check out if there's a record store. Um, yes. So uh, I, I'm a big uh, vinyl record enthusiast, so I'm always going to the local record stores and uh, checking that out as well. Well, I mean, I know you're a music major, but I could definitely tell, or, you know, got your got your master's in that from Georgia State, but I can tell just by listening to some of the things you play, uh, one of my side gigs that I had coming up was I was, before I got into hosting and doing talk and all that, of course, a DJ, so uh, country music as well as uh, classic rock, so some of the things that I hear, I know, I know what it is, but I'm wondering if the 12 or 13-year-old may know, so that's why you have to, I think that's why you have to have that combo of mixing it up where, the older generation may recognize some stuff, newer generation. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say when you do various events, various venues, you know, you talked about, of course, you got your Atlanta stuff that you're that you're used to. And so you have to just study on the, and the series that's coming up, you know, one team. But um, when you go do, say, Auburn or in Athens or, uh, you know, University of Georgia or go to Duty Noble, are you having to do a little extra prep to kind of look at both rosters? Because you may not – Athens, I'm sure you're familiar with by now, but, uh, you know, you still now you're you're looking up two teams and having to know two different names and that kind of thing. Well, um, I, I still don't do the home teams for, for mm. when I play the college games. So still I let their walk up the, the home lineups. Yeah. Mm. Um, but um, 
Yeah, the um, the college lineups present more of a challenge because number one, I don't know who the regular um, substitutes would be for a pitch mm-hmm. hitter. Um, also, they're not names that I re- regularly see mm-hmm. from year to year. So a lot of times, you know, when the Mets come into town and the Marlins, you see the same names over and over. Um, but with the college, um, you know, lineups, I know. I think this weekend um, I'll be seeing Gardner Webb and um, North Alabama. So those are two teams that I've probably never seen their lineup before. So, um, but I do have, um, there's certain names or certain first names that I have go-to songs for. Mm -hmm. So anytime there's an Andy or Andrew, I'll do the Andy Griffith song. Mm -hmm. Or anytime there's a John, I'll do John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. So I do have my like last second go-tos if I can't think of anything. And then if it's a, if it's a pinch hitter coming in, I can't think of anything. I'll just play who are you by the who. Um, and that's really for me, just to, because yeah. I can't really think of anything on the spot. So, you know, usually I try to get to the um, college stadium about an hour, an hour and a half before the game, and I'll, I'll kind of, I'll look at the lineup and see if I could quickly come up with something. Very cool stuff. I will ask you this before I let you go. You had your hand slapped. Have you done too much? Have you gone too far? <laughs> well, um, yeah. There's there's certain things they don't want me to play. For example, I used to actually. Um, which I, I love this. I, I wish that I could still do this, but um, whenever, for example, if there's a uh, Georgia Tech player up to bat, um, I think um, was it Derek Dietrich who uh, played for the uh, Marlins? I think he went to uh, Tech. I would play the UGA fight song for him. <laughs> or if there's a UGA player like Alex Wood um, up to bat, well, he doesn't bat now anymore uh, anyways, but if there's a UGA player, I'll play the um, rambling wreck from Georgia Tech for him. Um, and then I've, I've actually gotten booed before. Um, I think this is why they don't let me do it anymore because I, I turned the college crowd against me. <laughs> so I've gotten booed before by playing a uh, Rocky top at the, <laughs> oh. at the stadium, uh, which I think is hilarious. Uh, yeah. um, so they, they, they told me that let's, let's stop doing the college fight songs, <laughs> but, uh, I, I wish I could still do that though. <laughs> so, so that's the one time you got your hands. Like, I'm shocked at some players that you may play something maybe edgy and they actually find it funny. They love it. Uh, opposing players. Uh, I read a, a story about um, Derek Worth to you. you, you um, Jesus is all right with me just because of what Jason he looked Worth, like. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and then also uh, Altuve, you, you played, I'm a little teapot when he was up <laughs> and I really yeah. thought you'd get your hand slapped for that, but nobody said anything to you. No, uh, you know, with the Astros, I could have gone much worse, but uh, <laughs> um, no, I think that's that's uh, bang on the drum all day, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's, that's pretty tame. You know, I think the one that uh, my boss asked me not to or not to play too much is "Short People." You mm-hmm. ever hear that Randy Newman song? It, it says, uh, "Short people got no reason to live." You know, it is oh kind of uh, his humor. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know why why people get so upset about short and tall jokes and mm. and some people get upset. You know, my boss doesn't really get upset, but uh um there are people on Twitter that got upset because I played this old man for um uh um oh pool holes, Albert oh. pool holes, yeah. So anytime there's a player over forty, and I'm I'm older than all the players. I'm forty six right. years old. So <laughs> it's not like <laughs> I'm really doing it against myself um, these days. I'm officially older than all the Major League Baseball players, but 
Um, yeah, so sometimes I'll play This Old Man or um, Old Man by um, uh, Neil Young or Old mm-hmm. Man River. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I always wondered. I, I was like, when I hear stuff, I'm like, oh, is he going to get his hand slapped on that or somebody at least say something to him? I will say, uh, I don't know how that contract works year to year. I know I've seen the articles come out say you're back for another year. Uh, you know, hopefully this continues. We love it. We love it in Auburn. Uh, quickly, before I let you go, the uh, your thoughts on the season thus far? I know it's way too early, but we already on this podcast have called it the way too early predictions where Ronald Acuna, <laughs> we call it Ronald Acuna Jr. is the best player in baseball and will always be. And we've also talked about if this, this is World Series or bust, even though we don't technically believe that. It's just a great hot take. But some of your takes on what you've seen on the field thus far. I th- you know what? I think they'll be fine this year. I think they're um, definitely make the playoffs and hopefully and beyond. Um, I think that a lot of the injuries we're having now – hopefully won't be later in the season. Uh, so hopefully uh, when we get, uh, you know, different pitchers back and um, maybe later in the season, we might have Soroka. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, th- I think the Braves will be fine. You know, everyone's, um, every team goes through injuries. And it seems like to me, the teams that do well in the postseason um, don't have their injuries around that time. Now we had one big caveat with Acuna when we yes. won the world series. So that's, a little bit different, but I think we had enough time to kind of um, adjust for that with the roster. Mm. Um, but hopefully, you know, hopefully the worst injuries, you know, we kind of take care of now. And and then later on, you know, we'll be a lot more healthy. Have you been here long enough to hate the Mets, the Phillies, and the Dodgers yet? <laughs> well, I get um, – I get tired of seeing them, even though this year there's a more what we call balanced schedule. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we see the teams as much as we used to. But I just get um, I don't know if I hate them because I don't I don't have you know I don't have that like gr- I didn't grow up here, so I don't have that mm-hmm. like hatred as I do with the Green Bay Packers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so grow up growing up a Chicago Bears fan, I yeah. absolutely hate the Green Bay Packers, but I don't have that that hate for uh, the Mets or uh phillies or or nationals and actually a lot of times um i find that their their fans are the most receptive to what i do so oh, yeah sure. um the phillies and especially the mets they have hardcore fans so they uh they let me know kind of sometimes the behind the scenes stuff that i could get at for a player um and you know some of them get angry at what i do but you know that's you know that's Mets fans for you. Uh, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but no, you know, I, you know, I just get tired of seeing a lot of the same teams. So I actually I love this new kind of scheduling where we see a lot more of the teams. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. No, I do too. So uh, looking forward to the season. Looking forward to listening. I don't know if you have any trips to Auburn planned anytime soon. That would be awesome. And uh, and I know they can find out more information by going to your website. It's just your name. It's, it's MatthewKamensky.com. Yeah, Matthew yeah, I played um, I played a weekend um, earlier in the season at Auburn. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to fit in anymore mm. um, unless there's a way for me to play, um, I guess, the SEC mm. um, tournament or something. Or they're in the SEC, right? SEC. SEC yeah. tournament could be a possibility. I don't know that they're good enough that they'll get a regional or a sub-regional this year. So that would be another yeah. one that – possibly happen but i don't know that that's going to happen so uh i greatly appreciate your time this is very cool this is a peek behind the scenes we're always talking numbers and we're talking games and i thought you know what 
he's just as much a part of what we see inside of uh, inside in, inside of Truist Park than anybody. So uh, don't get to it. And, and it puts a, a face with a name. People hear the name. They hear the Braves organist. And uh, I greatly appreciate the time you gave me. Yeah, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, go Auburn, War Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And go Braves and, and chop see, along. Yeah, and go Braves. And I'll see you guys uh, around the stadium. You bet.